You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finances that face our clients every day. Thanks again for joining us today. It's just me. Uh, No guests, no other advisors from the firm, just you and I talking about taxes. Uh, As you're listening to this, we may have already passed into the new year of 2020, um, but as we're recording this at the end of 2019, uh, it's only natural for us to reflect on how things went in the past year. There are personal and professional accomplishments, and they, those may take center stage, or we might take stock of disappointments and recalibrate as 2020 approaches. Either way, it's a busy time as we finish out one year and begin the next. I know right now going on as this is being recorded, there's Christmas shopping, holiday parties, tree trimming, family visits, uh, you know, all this year in cheer is really kind of starting to stack up and clog up the calendar, I'm sure. Nevertheless, it's not too soon to start thinking about taxes. In prior conversations, we've talked about tax reform. Some are comfortable with the new rules. Other folks are still just kind of wading into the tax reform pool, so to speak. Uh, But before we jump into our year in tax planning piece, I want to stress that it's our job to partner with you. It's always our job here to review with you what your options are, and I can't emphasize this enough. Also, as a quick caveat before we really, really dig in, it's important to talk with your tax advisor, your CPA, your tax attorney, uh, your EA, whoever prepares your taxes. Uh, This is a collaborative effort when we're talking about your taxes. It's not just you and your advisor or you and your CPA. It's all all three of us working together, really, to make sure we're on the same page and doing the right things for you. So with that in mind, let's get started. So late last year, the IRS announced the tax year 2019 annual inflation adjustments for more than 60 tax provisions, including those for tax brackets that that determine the rate we pay on taxable income. Um, The Revenue Procedure 2018-57 provides details about these annual adjustments, and those are some of the things that we're going to go through here. So the first one we're going to tackle are tax brackets. Now, tax brackets and tax rates have changed. They're changing for 2019. Uh, And so there are some changes from year to year that are going to probably affect you. And this is another place where you're going to want to talk with your tax advisor here. But just as an example, if you are married filing jointly in 2018, the top level, the top kind of earning amount in the bracket of the 12% tax bracket was $77,400. In 2019, that's gone up to $78,950. So not a huge change, but a, a meaningful one, and one that's going to keep climbing as we get into 2020 as well. But um, it's important to know where you sit with your tax brackets because they can affect your write-offs, what you're earning, maybe you're doing a Roth conversion. Those are the kinds of things that you're going to want to understand going forward. So number one, the tax brackets and tax rates are changing for 2019 versus 2018. Okay, let's move on to number two. The personal exemption has been eliminated with tax reform and the child tax credit has increased. So what I'm talking about specifically is that the $4,050 personal exemption was eliminated starting in 2018. However, the child tax credit doubled to $2,000 per qualifying child subject to some income limitations there. 
So it's available to parents of children 16 or younger, and it begins to phase out at $200,000 of modified adjusted gross income for single filers. And for married couples filing jointly, that threshold is $400,000. Okay, let's move on to number three. There's an increase in the standard deduction, and that's going to simplify filing for some folks. Now, the standard deduction for married filing jointly rises to $24,400 for the tax year 2019, which is up $400 from the prior year. So uh, again, similar to the tax bracket discussion, not a huge change, but I think as we see this kind of change stack up over the years, it's going to really be impactful. For single taxpayers and married individuals filing separately, the standard deduction goes from $12,000 to $12,200, so up $200 for the next year. And for heads of household, the standard deduction will be $18,350 for tax year 2019, which is actually up $350. Okay, now it's time for number four. Some itemized deductions have been reduced or eliminated. So if you itemize state and local income taxes, property taxes, and real estate taxes, are capped at $10,000. So anything above that $10,000 mark can't be written off against your income. Now, all miscellaneous itemized deductions are eliminated, including deductions for unreimbursed employee expenses, tax preparation fees. If I don't know if you knew this, but you were writing off, you very likely were writing off your CPA's tax preparation fees. There's no, no more deduction for theft and personal casualty losses. Although certain casualty losses in federally declared disaster areas still could be claimed. Um, but for charitable contributions, you may generally deduct up to 50% of your adjusted gross income, but only 20 and 30% limitations apply in some cases. And in 2019, the IRS allows all taxpayers to deduct the total qualified unreimbursed medical, uh, medical care expenses for the year that exceeds 10% of adjusted gross income. That's higher than the 7.5% of adjusted gross income in 2017 and 2018. So it it gets harder to clear that threshold for medical care expenses um, that you may have been writing off in prior years. Okay, let's keep rolling to number five. The penalties have been eliminated for not maintaining minimum minimum essential insurance coverage. So this is per the Tax Cuts and Job Acts for 2018. There was a penalty for not maintaining insurance coverage, essentially. Uh, and that, was, that penalty was $695. That is gone. Okay, number six. Estates of decedents who died during 2019 have a basic exclusion amount of $11,400,000, which is up from a total of $11,180,000 for estates of decedents who died in 2019. Uh, So a lot of people come to us worried about estate taxes. And so what we're talking about here is that you are, your estate is taxed on anything over or someone, a decedent state, I guess better put is taxed on anything over $11,400,000. So many times the people who are concerned about estate taxes aren't actually facing estate taxes or death taxes or whatever it is that you want to characterize them as. Um, it's also important to remember the annual exclusion for gifts is $15,000 for calendar year 2019. That is not changed from 2018. Number seven, changes to the AMT, the alternative minimum tax. So the, the new tax reform failed to do away with the AMT, but it snags far fewer people than it did in the past. So for tax year 2019, the AMT exemption is about $71,700. And it begins to phase out at $510,300 for 
and the 2018 exemption amount was $70,300 and began to phase out at $500,000. So similar to kind of some of these other things that we're covering, those thresholds have moved a little bit higher from where that was last year. And yes, it's confusing, but many of either your CPAs or your TurboTax software programs run the calculations on this for you. So um, it's worthwhile to know from a planning standpoint, but once the year is over, it's not anything that you need to spend a whole lot of time kind of worrying about in terms of the calculations for your taxes. Number eight, and this is a big one that affects lots of our clients. There's a 20% deduction for business owners. Uh, The new tax law gives, quote, flow through business owners, such as sole proprietors, LLCs, partnerships, S-corps, and the like, a 20% deduction on income earned by the business. Now, this is a very valuable benefit to business owners who aren't classified as C-corps and wouldn't benefit from the 2018 reduction uh, on the corporate tax rate from 20 to 21% from 35%. So we're really talking mostly about small businesses here. If it's a locally owned business, chances are, uh, you know, C Corp is like Coca-Cola or Apple. Uh, the small, small proprietors, the small businesses in town are usually partnerships, LLCs, S Corps, and this 20% deduction on income earned by the business applies in that case. REITs and MLPs are also eligible for the deductions. Probably doesn't apply to many of those listening to this, however. Uh, And the deduction is generally available to eligible taxpayers whose 2019 taxable income falls below the $321,400 for joint returns and $160,700 for single and married filing separately. So this deduction doesn't reduce earnings subject to the self-employment tax, but it is a meaningful deduction. Um, there are limitations on on the new deductions, and there are some aspects to this that are complex. Uh, so if this if you think this might apply to you, it's really important to check with your tax advisor to see how you might qualify and to make sure that going forward you're doing the, the things that you need to do to make sure you do a qualify, qualify for um, this tax this 20% deduction for business owners. I know this is a bit of a briefer podcast than we've done the last few weeks, but I really just wanted to put together a summary of some of these tax changes so you can kind of be aware of what is out there that might be affecting you or some potential pitfalls that you might be able to avoid by working with us and working with your tax advisor. If you have questions about these tax changes or some concerns, let's have a conversation. Give us a call, 559-449-8690. You can email us at info at forwardfg.com, or you can find us on our website at www.forwardfg.com. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to talking with you again next week. Leave some time for some disclosures. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. 
The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.